Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand before God and you to share God's word. And it's a great blessing and it's my privilege as well. Before we go to the Lord, just a minute, we'll bow before the Lord and ask him for his grace and mercy. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you from the beginning of this day, this worship. Your presence is there with each and every one of us. We give all glory, honor, and praises unto you. Now is the time for us to hear from you. Father, anoint us. Fill our hearts. Lord, give us the heart of understanding of your word. As you are going to speak to us, give us the attentive ears to hear your word. You take control over us, O oh Father. Lord, if there anything comes against you or against your will, Lord, we rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ and make them powerless and release the ministering spirit to take control of our life. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Praise the Lord. Really, when I am come to this day and uh, till the every part of this service, I'm so excited. Why? God has been very faithful, and God has been he is a true God, and He is the living God, and He speaks to each and every one of us, every part of the service. I do not know about you. Time and again, I always used to emphasize and encourage, just come with an expectant heart and wait upon the Lord. God will speak to you at the time you enter, in every minute you sit here, whatever the way, even through the song, through the testament, through the prayer, God will, indeed, he will speak to us. And he will fulfill your purposes if you are come with the expectant heart. Related to this today's message, see, you know from the beginning of this year, as God has given us the promise, and God has been continually speaking to us, and we are also hearing many powerful messages based on the harvest is plentiful. Before the resurrection day, we heard about the scriptural empowerment of the church. So, including the Easter message, all of them are encouraging us to do evangelism or about the harvest. Even we have prayed. We have sang the last song. I thank you, choir, for choosing the song for today. It is so relevant, even though I was not there on the worship and practice day. And today I felt it, how God works. Particularly, after the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Great Commission was given. And it was highlighted by pastor message. And the Lord was working with them, as per Mark 16, 20. And they all went out, they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. And confirming the word through the accomplishing the signs. So before, as the Lord was on this earth, the disciples were with them. That's what the message which we carry from here. 
And after the resurrection, the Bible says and confirms as for his promises, the Lord was with them, working with them. And it is a so encouraging, so powerful word for us to remember all the time, whatever we do for the kingdom of God or in the kingdom of God as we are working. In the other side, we are studying about the book of Acts in our casual study. I looked at everything together, that is, harvest is plentiful. After the resurrection of the Lord, the evangelism continued with, a, with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the many signs and wonders. So I titled the message, I prefer on that. Message is, the role of Holy Spirit in evangelism. How relevant and meaningful to us today to meditate it. Just to think about the past three months. What you have been hearing, what you have been praying, and even till even the few minutes before. We have been praying for the harvest. The question is, how many of you really, as pastor asked the question, meaningfully sang the song, but now, how many of you can say that I, you, really understood and believed the promise what God has given and I am praying and working on that word? That means very simply the challenge was given to us, one person, one soul for one year to work with. How many of you have started with that? Can I see your hands? How many of you started with sharing God's word for one soul from this year? Now almost three years, three months fast. Still not all of you. Put your hands boldly. That proves that your faith, your honesty, your faithfulness in God, and your trust in God, God is faithful, that you should know. God is faithful, not only to our need, all your personal need, God is more than faithful in his work, if you are involved in him. Faithfully, or believing in him, in his word, if you are initiated, definitely God will accomplish it. God will never leave you enough of the way. So, today, I thank God for this much of Effort, or how many, this many of you are already started sharing God's word. Definitely, at the end of the year, we will see the harvest. How the harvest is, Amen. Let this be remain in our life forever. As an introduction, do you know since when God has been seeking or seeking the, His people? It is not only after Jesus Christ. Or it is not after he has left. God himself came to Adam. Genesis 3, 8 and 9. What it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord, God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hide themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Verse 9. Then the Lord God called Adam 
and said to him, where are you? That is the very beginning. When the man on this earth, when he lost, he had become sin. And he committed sin. God was seeking him. Seeking the soul or seeking men after the fall, he started in the very beginning, in the garden of Adam. Since that time, till today, God is still seeking. And we were found. And that's why we are here. If you believe that, say amen to that. Amen. Secondly, you know, God has sent the judges, prophets, kings. God also sent his son to seek and save the lost. God sent his spirit, the last one. So, Today, it is not possible with our own human effort, God has given us the Holy Spirit of God. That is why even the previous week we heard about why, what is the need and the importance of filled with the Holy Spirit. Why we need it? There are personal needs to edify you, encourage you, counsel you, comfort you, teach you. Yes, indeed, today. The other side of it. How, what is the role of the Holy Spirit in evangelism? That is how we are end up here. Generally, the charismatic churches, they are very strong in exaltation of the Lord. That is worship, excitement. People are very much attracted. Different types of worship, different tunes they worship. That, that is not of our case. There are which people, the group of people, their edification, their saints, maybe they are good in the teaching of the word, but they are not good in evangelizing the world or witnessing the world. That's why we always say it is easy to know and hear about the Lord, but it is very difficult to follow him. So why the very purpose of the Holy Spirit came to this world or given to his people? What is the purpose? What is the purpose? What is the purpose? You tell me. What is the purpose? The empowerment was given, the power is given to witness to the world. That is the first and primary reason for giving you the Holy Spirit. Why? That will protect you. That will take care of you. That will lead any of the rest of the things we will know. So we should witness to the world. By our witnessing, the world will know that we are God's children, and he is our God. One of the very classic exam, uh, uh, scripture, I, uh, part of the scripture, I am very much like that. When the Egyptians stood before the Red Sea, the God said to Moses, stand still and see that I am God. Who is going to see? Not his own people, not the Israelites, not the Moses or Aaron, the chosen one. 
the egyptian will know that i am the lord the egyptian you are expecting signs and wonders it is not only for you let the world the enemies those who do not believe they will know that he is our god that is why god is expecting each and every one of you to be a witnesses that is the great commission is given to every one of us to be my witnesses how do you be a witnesses when we are filled with the holy spirit of god first of all our life changes by our very life the life changes your attitude changes your character changes your your everything changes who can who will do the changes it is god who does it it is not you so when we receive the holy spirit of god in you the whole thing will change god is expecting that not by your preaching god will ex- people will expect the world will know before that by your very life let the world know that is why jesus said be a light to this world because the world is in darkness the one who do not know christ or accepted christ as long until he know the christ hear about jesus christ until he accept jesus christ in his life that person is in darkness to see that person to come out of uh, see the light you should be a light to this world to that person so the word you have to carry anyhow let's go to the word very quickly at least we have to see the words uh, the scriptures more first of all how the holy spirit helps us in evangelism that is the role of the holy spirit in evangelism number 1 he burdens us to pray if you have the holy spirit in you he will give us the burden to pray that's what uh, paul writes in romans 9:1 and 2 i tell the truth in christ i am not lying see the statement i am not lying my conscience also bearing me witnesses in the holy spirit verse 2 that i have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart that is the burden burden of the soul burden to pray even roman 1 and 2 10 verse 1 and 2 brethren my heart's desire and my prayer to god for israel is that they may be saved for i bear them witness that they have a zeal for god but not according to knowledge and also as we god has given us the promise matthew i say uh, i taken from matthew matthew 39 uh, 36 and 38 what is said when jesus saw the multitude he was moved with the compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like a sheep and no shepherd then he said to his disciple harvest is harvest is truly truly is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore pray when he had the burden by seeing the people he was so compassionate that led him to say therefore you pray 
the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. That is the precept for us to remember all through our life. That should be a burden of the Holy Spirit. That, should, that is the burden of our Lord Jesus Christ. That was given us as a commandment to continue to pray and lead us to pray and bring the soul for the harvest. As we heard today, the harvest is plentiful. That is, we need not wait till the another four months is there. That was the, this month's promise. Even when we look at it, Ezekiel 36 and 37, just to look at them and what God says, let them be encouraged. We should. It is not only the New Testament, even in the Old Testament, the Lord given this word. Thus says the Lord of God, I will also let the house of Israel inquire of me to do this for them. I will increase their men like a flock. Like a flock offered as a holy sacrifices, like a flock at Jerusalem on its feast days, so shall the ruined cities be filled with the flocks of men. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. So when we are having a burden to pray, when the Holy Spirit leads us with this burden, there are many ways for us to continually obeying the Lord. So the church is a praying church, we know. As we have a different sessions of prayer, whether in Saturday or a Thursday, God is using different men of God to encourage us and also teach us what to pray, how to pray. Yesterday when I had a prayer for missions and missionaries, what are the needs? If you do not know, whenever you had the chance, make it possible so that you will learn how to pray for the missions and our how to pray in line with the scripture. Definitely God will reward you, God will bless you and the see how God has blessed the church as well. Secondly, the empowerment, the Holy Spirit of God will help us or empower us to witness as I said. To witness, he will give us the power. That's what in uh, Acts 1.8 says. That is the key and center of the book of Acts. So Acts 1.8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. As I said, he will be with us all the days of our life. Ends of the earth, he will be there. So he will give us the power. Why the power is? Acts 4.31 And when they had prayed, see the power, the place they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all, say to your neighbor, all. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. So we are witnesses and also the Holy Spirit will be a witnesses for you and to God. 
God will give you the empowerment. The Holy Spirit will give you the empowerment, the boldness, the courage to share the God's word. And also Acts 10.38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good things, good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You know, even last year, last week, when Pastor was saying about what is about Peter? What, how was Peter before Jesus was and after Jesus was resurrected? See the changes took place. Acts four thirteen. Now, when they saw who the people, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. And they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. If you have been with Jesus, the world will know. They will say, they will amaze, they will marvel. Not by of, of your education, not by of your qualification by the boldness and the courage with you are going to speak the word. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. Do you expect God to do that in you? Amen. Be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Amen? Thirdly, the Holy Spirit of God, he directs us to go. Many people all, they don't take step forward. They are very much interested in sending not going. But there is no way the scripture directly said that you send people. No. From the beginning even until the last, God called even the disciples. The very beginning when the God and the Lord Jesus Christ, when he called the disciples, he wanted to be with them and he trained them and he sent them go. Even the last words are so go and preach the word. So, because most of us or many of us do not get the direction or attentive to the direction of the Holy Spirit to us, we are very comfortably, very, we are living in our spiritual life. We think that uh, as we are living a spiritual life and uh, satisfied with ourselves and also, also think that God is satisfied. But the commission, the great commission is not for selected people. Even from this year, beginning of this year, we are hearing the challenges. It is harvesters. The work we are about the workers. We are all the workers. Whoever accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, now as we are sitting here, the commandment is for every one of us. So here, how he directs us? Acts 8:29. Then the Spirit said to Philip. One example, go near and overtake this chariot. It is about the Philip and the Ethiopian. Unless the Lord, the Holy Spirit inspired in him or directed him, he cannot go. Personally, one to one, he directed him to move and cross the chariot. And also, in the family of Cornelius, Acts 10, 
19 and 20. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Very clear. That is the direction. If we pray for somebody, God will direct you step by step. Acts 13, 1 to 4. You know how is Paul and Barnabas. Acts 13, 1 to 4, 13, verses 1 to 4. Now the church that was in Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, and had been brought out with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. What has happened? As they ministered to the Lord and fostered, the Holy Spirit said, who said? The Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fostered and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and from there they sailed to Cyprus. So, it is God who directs us. Even I had gone through some of the experiences. Not now, even very long back, as I was doing my college, as I wanted to do the share, distribute the tracts, when I receive it, every week, whenever the vacation comes in the high school, I used to take. Thousands of tracts I had, I received from Canada by sea mail. Every six months I used to get it. Every holidays I used to use them, distribute them. I used to pray in the morning, where to go, which place. After going there, which side? I never used to go for the hidden place. Actually, I am a very uh, uh, shy person. In the beginning, I was like that. Whenever the people used to give me the tracks, I used to mock at them. They are giving me, I am a Christian, let them go and give to the, any Hindus. But when God spoke to me, touch me, one tracks I had, then I wrote, I got it freely. It's a big story, to make it short, to know where to go, to know which is side to stand, left or right, every junction, common place, distribute them. Not just to share, prayed for every tracks per day, 200 or 300, that much. I have thousands of tracks. I distribute them, believing that every tracks is a gospel portion, is the seed I am sowing. So, as the one touched me, let these tracks touch this many hearts. Do you know how much I distributed all those days? Then God has directed me in the different areas, in the schools, and having a contact with the teachers and sending them to the, through them so that every children will have it. Most of the evangelists used to come and take it, collect it from me, wherever they are going for the gospel work. No, it's a big story. One thing, God, the Holy Spirit, directs us to go. The Holy Spirit directs us to do what you do. 
if it is if it is by the holy spirit you are sure about what you are doing i am sure about what i am saying always i used to use this word i mean what i say that should be a real christian life i cannot say what i cannot follow i am not following what i am follow what i heard what i heard like a paul says what we have seen what we have heard the same thing we presented to you this should be each and every one of us should say that what i have seen what i have heard what i have seen what i am following i am telling to you this is way you can go god helps us fourthly he inspires us to give that is another challenge and it is so relevant today we gave to offering we know why we are giving what we are giving you know by yourselves and we also as a church god has given us the accountability to the leaders what you are doing how we are using this god's word god's uh, the the treasures that is the you give everything again it is a it is a valued highly valued because he is going to the unreached places it meeting the going to the unreached places in different forms anyway we have to thank god for that god will give us the inspire god will in the holy spirit will inspire us to give acts 244 you know the whole chapter and what he has been now all who believed were together number 1 and had all things in common 45 and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need you even in the pentecostal churches they preach everything but in this portion when they come they don't they are keeping silent because they might say that it is not practically possible for the present year but it is possible it is what a lesson we learn first of all we should be content with what you have that is more it will solve the most of the problem then the rest you can think how to give where to give the holy spirit will lead for god will speak the holy spirit will lead to give sometimes bold very tight what will two of because we are always we are humans that is the excuse we take we are humans we should think about the future this 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 of course that is other, other other subject i'm not going for deeply into that but here god inspires us to give verse four, uh, chapter 4 uh, verse 30, 34 nor was there anyone among them who lacked for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles feet and they distributed to each anyone had need why is smiling there are another exciting things is there in the old testament the holy spirit reveals us to give glory and greatness to god that is exodus 35 21 and 22 Exodus 35 verse 21 see even not in, it is not only talking about in the new testament or in the present world see in the old testament how it was given then everyone say everyone, everyone. 
came whose heart was stirred. What is that? Heart was stirred and everyone whose spirit was willing. And they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting for all its services and for the holy government. Verse 22. They came, both men and women, as many as had a willing heart. That is why I keep on encouraging you. Willing heart. And brought earrings and nose rings, rings and necklaces, all jewelry of gold. That is, every man who made an offering of gold to the Lord. We are not asking all those things. But that's why in the beginning we said that we should be content with what we have. If the contentment is not there, there won't be peace. God has given us the peace, first of all. We should hold on, enjoy that peace. Why most of us? That's why even time and again keep on telling, only the wicked has no peace. As a children of God, we should live in peace on all circumstances. Whatever you do, whatever you face, everything will change. Situation will change. But we have unchanging God. We should have unchanging faith in Him. The 100% trust in Him. If your trust is in Him, you don't worry about any other thing. No one can take your peace. Not only that, God made you, God called you as a peacemaker. If you don't have peace, how are you going to make a peace with the other person? God has called you for a peacemaker. So, God inspires us to give. You know whom? The whole, whose heart was stirred. Those who are willing. And again, it is not only irrespective of anything. We should have an open heart. When God leads us to give, you give. God will reward you, God bless you, and people will be blessed through you. That is why you again, once again, what God has blessed, why God has the first promise to Abraham is I bless you and you will be a blessing. That's it. It is not only for him, it is not stop. I bless you. No, you will be a blessing. All of us, how many of us live in that principle? God bless me to be a blessing to others. Praise God. That is, that is our faith. That is our faith. We should look for an opportunity how we, we will become a blessing to others. Fifthly, he helps us to reap. See how it's. Acts 2, 17, 18, and 21. I will pour out my spirit, everyone who calls on the name. That is, verse 17. It shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. 
all men irrespective of anybody this is the promise it was foretold verse 18 and on my men servants and on my maid servants i will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy acts 10:44 45 peter and cornelius what they say while peter was still speaking these words the holy spirit fell upon all those who heard the word how many of us feel have that kind of feeling that kind of experience when we speak even though we acknowledge we believe the spirit of god is in us and also with us which that's why sense the presence of god that is in you and besides you then you worship so by hearing we should sense this is by the holy spirit of god personally even though it is collectively spoken spoken from here and you should receive it personally then you will see the changes what god has been to you so here the holy spirit fell upon all those who heard the word if you are not received you are not heard the word you are physically sitting here but you are not heard 45 and those of the circumstances who believed were astonished and as many came to the peter because the gift of the holy spirit had been poured out on gentiles also 1048 says and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the lord that they asked them to stay a few days 1124 barnabas for he was good man full of the holy spirit and of faith and a great many people were added to the lord we'll go fast sixthly he sentenced us to suffer if we are a person or feeling that it is difficult to the present world or the situation or like whatever you put the reasons or whatever you are suffering for or if you think that you are suffering for but god will give you the strength acts 13 50 and 52 his very name is the comforter and the joy of the holy spirit but the jews stirred up and devote and a prominent woman and the chief men of the city raised up persecution against paul and barnabas and expelled them from their region but verse 51 but they shook off the dust from their feet against them and came to iconium 52 the disciples were filled with the joy and with the holy spirit they were filled with the joy even though they are going through or they were not accepted and they were sent for even 931 you read it acts 931 i'll go for 920 22 and 24 i go i see now i go bound in the spirit to jerusalem paul is saying not knowing the things that will happen to me there i expect the holy spirit testifies in every city saying that chains and tribulations await me 
but none of these things move me nor do i count my life dear to myself so that i may finish my race with joy and the ministry which i received from the lord jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of god see the boldness and the courage with which he has spoken even though threat was there you know what are the way he was persecuted see the boldness and also he says this is joy with joy the ministry he are saying so in every situation they were joyful so how it is possible why it is possible it is only the spirit of god who is in them if you have that spirit you can experience the strength of god during your evangelism finally seventhly he causes the congregation to grow acts 9 31 then the churches throughout all judea galilee and samaria at peace and were edified do we have peace do you have peace yes. are you edified yes. so we can add our church also there and walking in the fear of the lord and in the comfort of the holy spirit they were multiplied we will multiply said your neighbor we will multiply verse 28 2028 ephesians elders the holy spirit made you overseer a shepherd what is there therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the holy spirit has made you overseer to shepherd the church of god which he purchased with his own blood dear children of god as a conclusion let us turn to uh, read revelation 22 verse 17 and the spirit and the bride say come and let him who hears say come and let him who thirst come whoever desires let him take the water of life freely amen, amen. greet your neighbor come. come the same thing you have to invite the people come bring them here god will minister to them we will multiply it is god who give us the growth one more verse zachariah chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 or 7 we'll read or 6 and 7 so he answered and said to me this is the word of the lord to serbabel not by might not by power but by my spirit says the lord of host that is the promise given to us not by might not by power but by my spirit so not by your power not by your might but by the spirit what you have in you 
will do or evangelize the world and help us to bring paper and multiply this congregation. Next year, by this time, we will not be the same. We will have our balcony. It is already booked for us. We will make use of it. Do you believe that? Give a cloth offering to our Lord. That proves that we believe Him. We are accepting Him. Let's close our eyes. Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your word. As your Father, thank you for your very presence here. That itself an encouragement, it is a strength, it is a confidence, and it is a freedom, and it is a peace to us, O Father. Whenever, wherever we come together, in your name, in your place, in your house, it is a great joy in us. We thank you. We forget about everything what we have come with. But now, as you have spoken to us, harvest is plentiful. Laborers of you. Lord, you ask us to pray for the laborers because the harvest is always available, O oh Father. Father, as we heard your word for the past 41 minutes, let your word remain in each and every one of our hearts. Lord, help us to go forth and share your word. Be a living witnesses for you. So that a Lord, in the coming days, you will see the great, we will see the greater things. What you will be doing in our life, in this church, in this nation, for your glory. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's time for us to go to the table of the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 11. Read from verse 23. Here we see the instruction that Jesus gave to the church. That this mystery that I'm giving you, you are to do it in remembrance of me. That is why we are doing it today. But more to that we're going to see in verse 23. It says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Verse 25. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. So each time you partake of the table of the Lord, you are remembering the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. To put you 
in a position to know you cannot afford to do things the way you want, but the way Jesus said you should do it. Now, let's look at verse 26 to tie it with what Pastor just shared with us today. It says, For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, which means every time you partake of Holy Communion, what are you doing? You are showing for the Lord's death till he comes. When you read in New King James Version, it says you are proclaiming the death of Jesus Christ. So what does that mean? The table represents you yourself. Check yourself. Am I prepared for his coming? And after you are sure you are prepared, then you now go out to ensure every other person in this whole world is ready. So it's not only you take the cup, you take the bread, and you go, no. You have an obligation to proclaim it, to tell people Jesus died because of you, and is coming back. So it goes far more than you take it here, you need to proclaim it. And as you proclaim it, we will win the whole world for the Lord in the name of Jesus. And what are the qualifications you need to have? Verse 27. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Please don't be guilty. If you know you are not yet born again, you are not permitted to take off the blood and the bread. The wine represents the blood of Jesus and the bread represents the body of Jesus. Verse 28, but let a man examine himself. And this is the time of examination. Are you prepared? Are you prepared for the Lord? We just celebrated Easter last week, right? What is more important, are you prepared for the Lord? But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not to the church, not to any other person, but to who? To him or herself not discerning the lost body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many even sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Verse 32, But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. I believe you already know the purpose of the table today. To remember the Lord, to remember his death and his resurrection, to prepare yourself ready, and to proclaim to the world that Jesus is coming. I pray that none of us shall be guilty of the body and the blood of Jesus when he shall come in the name of Jesus. Well, our head is bowed. I want you to examine yourself. Are you ready for Christ? That is the essence of all this. 
It's not that you don't have bread or wine to take at home, but we use this to remind you to examine yourself. If Jesus Christ should come now, are you ready to go with him? You can deceive any other person but not God. You can even deceive yourself but not God. Are you ready for Christ? If you are here this morning, you are not born again. You know your life is not right with Jesus. If Jesus should come now, you are not sure you will make it. I want you to raise up your hand unto the Lord and give your life to Jesus this morning. Jesus is calling you to give your life to him. He died that you might be saved. Are you here this morning? You are here to be saved. Jesus is giving you an opportunity to give your life to him. You know you are not yet born again. Raise up your right hand. The rest of us, let's be praying for the grace to preach this word. You know you are here, you are not born again. We are giving you this opportunity. You're not going to say, no, nobody ever told me. You can never say you don't know what it is to be saved. You are here, you are not born again. Run to Jesus now. For you don't know when your own Jesus will come. Jesus is calling you this morning. You are not born again and you are still coming to church and going. Or you are born again, you still commit secret sin. Run to him. Now raise up your hand and begin to cry unto him to save your soul. To bring you back unto him. So that the death of Jesus will not be in vain over your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we want to thank you Thank you for your word this morning. When the Holy Spirit came on that day, on Pentecostal day, he did not heal the sick the first time. No. He did not raise the dead. Holy Spirit did not give anything of such for they are what is normal for a Christian life. The first thing the Holy Spirit did was to save souls. And 3,000 were saved on that day. Lord, I pray let this type of fresh body to go preach the gospel with this Holy Spirit we have, comes upon us afresh in the name of Jesus. As we partake of your blood and your body today, let it remind us to reposition ourselves to be ready for you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, because we are taking that we belong to you, Jesus, everything in our body, in our life that does not represent who you are. Lord, we vanish forever in the name of Jesus. We give you all the glory. We declare the table blessed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We're going to be coming out. The ushers will guide us to the front. Please let's cooperate with the ushers. And as a reminder, when you, before you come, prepare yourself. When you come to the front, you take the bread, you take the wine. After taking it, put the cup back and go back to your seat to go and be praying. Many of us will use that time to be looking up around. No. Use that time to go and be praying. That is what you should be doing. And as you look unto God, he will answer us in Jesus' name. You are born again, you are water baptized, you are free to come and partake of the table. Oh, Lord, my God.
offering unto the Lord. He is truly great. He deserves all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, because He is the one and the true and the living God. There is no one like Him, no one beside Him. He is the one reigning God. Amen. As we heard this message this afternoon, pastor said a very, very important point. The first thing that he said when God came to the Garden of Eden, he says, where are you? 
Where are you, Adam? The question is the same thing even today. Where are you in the kingdom of God? In the calling of God? Where are you? I want you to just close your eyes for one minute and ask yourself this question, Lord, am I in your vineyard? The question that you asked 6,000 years ago to Adam is the same question reaching out today. Where are you? And with all honesty, you need to answer this question today. Are you for God? And if the answer says you're not sure, it means you are against God and against the plan of God. So as you're keeping your eyes closed and as your heads are bowed, you can make that commitment, God, I want to be for you. I'm struggling. I find it difficult to walk in the path that you have called me. Can you help me? And if you want to make a commitment today, I want you to be totally sincere before God's Holy Spirit. Just lift your hand and say, God, I want to be a part of your kingdom. I want to be one who is ready to work in the vineyard. Let your hands be lifted up to heaven and say, God, here I am. Take me. Even though I'm struggling to work for you, help me, Lord. I want to serve you all the days of my life. And Father, can you use me in your vineyard? Can you use me, Lord God? And I want to go forth into the world and tell people. But before that, ask God, God, give me the grace that my life will be a testimony. I want my life to be a testimony, number one, to my family members. Number two, to the place where I work. Number three, to my friends. And number four, to the society that does not know me. I want to portray Christ. Can we make that as a commitment? And this commitment is between you and God. You and God right now. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that every hand that has been lifted up right now, these hands, Lord God, you see. The ones that have made a commitment today that they want to serve you. The ones that have made a commitment that they want to live for you. Father, as for me and my household, Lord God, we want to be involved in your vineyard. Here I am. Father, I may not be good in many things, but I know one thing. Your Holy Spirit will help me to overcome all barriers in life. And now I ask you to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. To fill you. To empower you to fulfill the gospel. To fulfill the calling. Father, in the name of Jesus, Daddy. Every hands that has been raised, Lord God. Father, we pray that you will strengthen us today, Lord God. To be witnesses for you. Father, we want to be witness, witnesses for you to the ends of the earth. Father, help us, Lord God, at this time. We are so comfortable in our comfort zone, Lord God. Father, let there be a stirring around, Lord Master. Let there be a stirring around so that your spirit will lead us as to where to go. 
who to speak to, how to speak to, Lord God, when to speak to. Give us a discerning spirit, Lord God. Spirit of the living God, I surrender myself and the congregation into your hands. Have your way in our lives today, Lord God. Father, empower us, Lord God. We have heard the word today, Master. Father, above all, empower us to face every Goliath that comes before us, Lord God. Every mountain that comes before us, give us the energy and the strength, the wisdom to overcome, Lord God. Father, we say thank you, thank you, thank you. I want you to take one minute and pray for the person on your right and your left that God will fulfill the destiny of that person's life. Pray for the destiny to change. Pray that there will be a transformation. As much as you prayed for yourself, now pray for the person on your right, left and right and say, God, let there be a transformation of destiny take place in this person's life. That this church, as pastor said, next year by this time, we will have the balcony with souls. With unsaved souls who will get saved in Jesus' name. Amen. We are not going to fish into other people's ponds, but the unsaved are going to come into this church and get saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us share the grace as we prayed right now and we have made a commitment that we are going to be a part of this great commission. Amen. Are you ready to be a part of that great commission? Amen. Father, we have made a commitment, Lord God, today that we want to be a part of this great commission, Lord God. Father, we pray that you will remember us, Lord God, in our weaknesses, Lord God, strengthen us, Lord God. Wherever we have failed, Lord God, encourage us, Lord God. Father, wherever there is fear among your children, Daddy, bring them strength, Father. Father, those who lack faith, we pray, increase our faith today, Lord God. Father, for those of us who do not know your word, and we struggle to know your word, to read your word. Today we pray, Lord, give us the grace to study your word, Master. Father, for those of us who are afraid to talk about you, to those that are around us, we pray that you will strengthen us, Master. Give us the boldness to speak, Lord God. And Father, we pray as we speak your word, let signs and wonders follow, Master. Father, give us the grace. The world does not know you, Lord God. Help them to know you through our life, through our testimony, Lord God. Give us the grace that each of us will be a living testimony for Jesus Christ, Lord God. In Jesus' most precious and exalted name we pray. Amen. Amen. For the newcomers, don't forget, so the moment you come, the church service is over, there'll be a leader to meet you there, and they will pray with you. Let us share the grace together. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. One more time. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. For the last time. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. God's people say, Amen. Amen. Go and be blessed this week in Jesus' name.